Welcome to the Draw.Biz Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of The Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. Apparently, the worst fantasy podcast going around, as it was mentioned on Twitter. So, thanks to our seven listeners for tuning in. But absolute carnage hit last night uh, with shortly before the game. Superstars, Callum Mills, Toby Green, out. But someone who's not out, the Statesman. Welcome. Hey boys, uh, unfortunately I've uh, hit, been hit by the carnage, uh, unlike Cam I'm not pro-COVID and uh, I dislike the effects of uh, what this is doing to it and looks like I'm very likely to miss a couple of matchups uh, this week by the slimmest of margins with uh, uh, Mr Mills missing from those teams, unfortunately one of my boys, but I will say Cam that um, all week I'd planned to uh, see my classic hashtag off-brand uh, teams um, weren't going so well that I was just going to go to my boys, so bring in Lockie Neal and Callum Mills. Unfortunately, with the uh, 650 outs I had this week, um, I had to take the ones that were longer injuries and therefore didn't have the coin to get Mills, so I would have been even more upset if I didn't do it. How are you going, buddy? I'm doing really well. Uh, and look, maybe it's the pro-COVID stance, the unintentional pro-COVID <laughs> stance, but I missed all of the carnage in every league that oh, I'm in. Oh, wow. It's not, even, it's not just classic. It's not just draft. Across the board, I have missed the carnage. You know, somewhere up there, Chairman Winnie the Pooh is smiling down upon me. But... He's shitting on me. Like well, that was weird because you were both giving me the wind up uh, in the intro to what talk about your own fucking fantasy teams. What is this? What's going on? We um, are the worst podcast. Were we giving you the wind up, Steve? We well, it was just there was just hands going oh, up left, right, and center. I couldn't hear a word you I were know, saying. Italy won the World Cup, but come on, I, let's, let's just. Hey. Anyway, uh, onto football and fantasy football related stuff. Uh, like we said, the players have missed. Uh, it's it's going to be a shifting situation, surely. And the AFL have already said they might change opponents even in round 19, which yeah. is quite unprecedented. And uh, it's fantasy coaches are going to have to be nimble. Yes, and, and flexible, just be accepting, agile. I think. Keep the mind agile. So I, I, I'd worry about, I don't know if loopholing is such a great idea at the minute. That's mm, interesting. Yeah, I think just something that was said before, <clears throat> the players that actually went to that game were told prior, apparently, that anyone that went was probably going to have to quarantine for two weeks. So your Toby Green <laughs> and your you know others are potentially going to have to quarantine for the for the next two rounds. Like that, it's not just a one week thing. I don't think. What? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. Apparently, it was a stipulation from Palaszczuk that anyone that went to the game, any footballer that went to the game was going to have to quarantine for two weeks. And then however many of them still went. Oh, so it's a, what you're saying, it's a Queensland government decision that they quarantine for the two weeks because they're in Queensland. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, that, that, that's so fair. Coaches would, so coaches would be potentially without Toby Green and Callum Mills next week as well. 
Potentially yeah. the week after, you know, on turnarounds, who knows. What? But if you're um, well organised and three games ahead of uh, every other team in the competition, um, like uh, some certain really good coaches are, and you're missing one of your guns for the year for a couple of weeks, that's okay. You're just resting them for finals. Speaking of guns who got injured, my talking point of the week is Dustin Martin. Ooh. My first round pick, uh, down in flames. And it really was the... Uh, I think you're just going to have to accept there's going to be a lot of injuries over the next few weeks with so much travel and weird schedules and mm. the players probably aren't going to get their proper recovery and so forth. So Dustin Martin's uh, out for the year. It looks like Brandon Ellis is going to miss decent time. Rory Lobb, uh, Sean Darcy, they say, should be right for next week. But How um, does that happen? He does a hamstring, he rolls back in the next week. No, it was MCL, I think. And no, this time, last time, out. when heading into the buys, it was a hamstring. He come off the ground, didn't go back on um, hamstring, but he's playing back the next week, punching out a big score. This week, it's, oh, it's a knee. It's an M- M- MLC, MCL, <laughs> maybe, even. And then all of a sudden, yep, I'm going to be right. I'm fine. Western Victorian, mate. Western Victorian, breed them tough. Um, but, yeah, I want to know, who, who's picking up the slack from Dusty? Um, is it just a Jack Graham boost? Is it a Shy Bolton boost? Uh, Lambert's had an in-out uh, kind of year. Uh, he did pick up the 23 disposals. Just, it's got to be those. It's got to be Graham and Bolton, I would have thought. Yeah. But they're both pretty highly owned. They are. Yeah, I don't think there's any freebies. Parker... Look good um, when he spent a bit of time in the mid, but they ended up just pushing him forward. So his scoring really dropped away in the second half, moving up forward. And I think um, he'll fulfil that uh, dusty roll up forward, but not in the midfield. I'd, I'd be pretty keen on Kane Lambert. Actually, I know it's sort of in and out, but that's from injury, not from form. And he's played, yeah, you know, three games or two games since his least or most recent injury. He's probably about right to put put together. I think nothing wrong with in and out. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Graham maybe not owned in some shallower leagues, but the other two are definitely owned. Mm. What do you got, old man? You look pretty happy with your little sex joke there. Yes, yes, and and he's uh, just I waiting sh- for anyone to acknowledge it. I love it. He just sat there with this massive smile on his face. Oh, I was keen to let happy. it go. Just, just I'm let just it. happy. It's this is what happens when you sort of you're you're already in the finals in your draft leagues. You've given up on everywhere else. Just footy becomes more enjoyable. <laughs> it's like it's funny how much I really like watching AFL finals. So you actually enjoy the finals because you know there's no freaking stress about fantasy footy coming. It's just enjoying the game again. Um, but anyway, my fantasy talking point for this weekend. Uh, all pre-season and for the first few rounds, we were very much concerned with our primo rucks. Yes, they did settle down after about round three or four Um And the problem is, it seems to be that they're actually coming back to that scary fact that maybe they're not as important or as good scoring-wise as we remember in the heydays. So neither Gorn or Grundy could get a ton for their owners this week, 
And that is just the start of the issue. For the first time in recent history, and it might be a little bit more than recent history, to be honest, we are likely not to see a Ruckman in the top 12 averaging players for the year. So we run through what we've had in the last 15 years. We've had Cox, we've had Steph Martin, we've had Goldie, we've had Gorn, and we've had Grundy, all averaging within the top five players of the competition each and every year. But it looks like not anymore. This discussion needs to be talked about for next year's draft. Is it worth picking up a Ruckman in the first round anymore, gentlemen? Well, we've always been late Ruck fans, but it's just highlighted. It's just highlighted to an extreme this year, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I'd, I would have never selected that these two would be struggling. And it's not as if it's time on ground. I know there's a bit of sharing a bit more about the role. So Gorn's pretty clear the reason why. They're building a future Ruckman. So they're sort of sharing the load. Um, but Grundy's pretty much starting to do the same thing. This is it's not a team preparing for finals. This is completely different off here. And, I mean, he was scored in the 70s this week. Gorm was in the 90s. That's just ugly. Hmm. Oh, they've been up. They've been up for a long time, those guys. Like, maybe it's just, you know, slowing down. Um, like, I'd be keen to see what Marshall would do in the ruck for a full game. I'd be keen to see what, like, obviously, Sean Darcy's going quite well. Maybe it's just a turning of the guard, but the position isn't. I don't know. The positions, I think it's proven statistically it's not an important position. Yeah, I think you're right. And and maybe that's what's coming about. And using that height up forward creates a little bit more danger to the opposition, especially if you've got really good small forwards. So, so if you ensure that the ball gets to ground, um, that's when you can create havoc on the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean that was I think it was highlighted in an article today that uh Moneyball article oh, sorry, I should say Sunday, that uh Moneyball article that was floating around um about the importance of rocks and it's just not there sort of thing. Mm. But even in, in saying that, defenders aren't there's there's not gonna be many big defenders next year aside from the North Melbourne pair. I was doing some um stats today. And there's only three players averaging an AFL fantasy ton who haven't taken a centre bounce attendance. Who are wow. They? Who? Yeah. Hall. This is before the round. Hall, Zebel, and Brandon Ellis. Yeah, wow. I'm surprised Ellis hasn't had one CBA that. Even just like every now well, and then. Well, yeah. not, not on the sheet I looked at, man. Now, um, in previous years, those guys are Jags. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Hmm. It's Jag season. What do you got for us, Cam? Uh, Mine is just a a bit of a spotlight on Jack McRae. He's been maybe a little bit middling over the last couple of weeks, and I, I really, you know, tried to find some stats on it in regards to, uh, a reason but it's just 
he's playing very similar time and ground. He's having a little bit of a change in position uh, while I was watching the game. He's maybe floating a little bit more forward than playing in the guts. But his heat map at the end of the game still looks tremendously in the centre. But his scores have dropped considerably from where you'd expect a Jack McRae to be hitting. I mean, this guy at the start of the season, we had that worry that, you know, he's the one that's going to be pushed out and he's the one that's going to go to the wing and a little bit forward. But we didn't see it for the first, you know, however many rounds. And he had a ton after a ton after a ton after a ton. You know, that record-breaking ton run of 15 games or something ridiculous. And then in the last three, he's popped out 90s. And it just makes me, you know, a little bit cautious and going into fantasy finals you know you had a sure thing for a captain if you're in a captain's on league and and now you have to be a little bit you actually have to think it's probably not as fun and then you know you've had Dunkley come back this week you got Libba coming back next week it's just a little bit weird I um I mean you you, you said it right off the start he, he was on a record-breaking run yeah well if you're on a record-breaking run, that's not sustainable. Yeah, <laughs> as a general rule. Yeah, they generally do come come back, and I mean, look, you're still getting 90s, but it's just sort of, and he's still killing it in Supercoach, right? Like Supercoach scores are like 130, 130, 116, 124, or something. But yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's just a little bit surprising. There's been it was so consistent for so long, and then it's maybe tapering back, and it's maybe just something to be. You know, if you've got some time in your hands and you watch the Bulldogs next week, uh, maybe let us know what you see because I, I I couldn't really see a massive shift in role either. And they're all friendly friendly matchups taken... as well. Kangaroos and Suns should be okay. Suns are playing good, man. Their pressure's good. The pressure is very good. That was a good game. That was a good game. Um, he's taken two marks in the last two weeks. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, we got some uh, waivers. Speaking of Brandon Ellis, he's out. Hmm. And uh, the man who soaked up a whole stack of his points, got to be on uh, all of our lists, that would be Jeremy Sharp at uh, 51% ownership in the midfield. You don't get midfielders popping at this time of the year too often. Who else have you got, boys? Yeah, well, I've actually got another one from um, the greatest team of all, um, and that's Geelong? Nick Holman. You just that's sung Nick the theme Holman. song. Sorry. Sorry Nick We're Holman. lifelong fans, Cam. Oh, okay, gotcha. You may not be, but Steve and I are. That's Nick Holman, 33% owned. Uh, obviously, more opportunities to play that high half-forward role. Spend a bit of time rotating through the midfield as well with both Greenwood and Ellis out. 92 and 98 in his last two games with those injuries. No coincidence in my mind. So Nick Holman, uh, forwards are pretty thin. So if uh, you've got a forward score in your 90s, you've got to be pretty happy with that. Only 33% owned. That's an absolute ripper. Uh, Lockie Bramble is another one that's uh, got a bit of a reward from the injuries, 37% own. Uh, he's moved into defence, uh, has given us a 99 and a 73 this week. Uh, a mid only, but one of only the few available if your squad is having some injuries and there's plenty going around. So if you're a bit short in your midfield, Lockie Bramble is worthwhile a stream. 
Uh, Alex Sexton, 20% owned, a forward who has hit some form after a very slow start to the season and also being dropped. He's only played 12 games this season. He's averaging 71 for the year, but he's passed uh, in his past, uh, sorry, 71 over the past five games and scored an 84 and a 90 in his last two. Uh, Jake Kelly, I reckon, is a bit of a ripper. I don't know whether he's been freed up due to injury, but 47% own um, has hit a patch of really good form, averaging well over 80 in his past five games, a ton and a 98 in his last two. And last but not least, um, from the greatest team of all, um, Quentin Narkle, 39% own. Uh, yes, best 22 is an issue, as we know, but a 97 on the weekend suggests he is worth a stream. I just got... Man, I go on. fucking hate the sex coat. I've decided I hate Alex Sexton now. That guy burns teammates like it is... That's a real football thing. He, like It's probably great for fantasy, but my God, he burns teammates like it was his job. <laughs> and they're playing... We're playing Melbourne this week, so... I, uh, we, did you say we're playing Melbourne? That's fantastic. Yeah, we're playing Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> so, they are playing well stage. over the last month. It's been really good form. Yeah. Um, I've just got two more to add on. Mentioned uh, Webster last week and the week before. Still only 61% owned. Still popping out those you know high 70 to low 80 scores. 77 again this week. Uh, and... Uh, good personality, Tom Lynch, is back yeah. 63%. <laughs> uh, and he's dropped, what, what's he dropped this week? He, an 88 in the AFL fantasy format. Not sure how he's gone in the Supercoach format. Steve, if you've seen that score, let me know. But yeah. He's generally a plotter in Supercoach. GPTL back in the game. Good to see. Uh, 94. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly had Sharp and Kelly at the top of the list. Uh Harry Schoenberg, midfield forward, has been building. I don't expect 113 against the Western Bulldogs next week. Uh, but he's he's certainly getting midfield time and, and developing. One for the super coaches, uh, Tom McCartan. He's only 14% owned, sorry. I always forget <coughs> to say it. The waivers, they're off ultimate footy, and these players are under 70% owned. So if you're in a shallower league, a regular 10-team, whatever – you will have better options potentially. Um, but for the super coaches, Tom McCartan, 14% owned. I'm really, really keen to play a tall intercepting defender against Fremantle if they are without Rory Lobb. Mm. I think that is going to be a gravy matchup. Stonkwatch, who's going up and down? Cam. I will give you a buy low, and it's developing story, so it could change by the time. This actually drops, but we did say a couple of weeks ago, you know, players take a while to get back to their best once they come back from long-term injuries. At the time of recording, Stephen Canelio is on 29 at halftime. He hasn't exactly set the world on fire this year. Terrible scores before he got injured. Not terrible, just not up to scratch. I think you'll get some pretty angry owners there who probably drafted him inside the first three rounds. Uh, and there is maybe an opportunity to offload someone like a, you know, maybe a Jack Viney who's just scored 120-odd this week uh, and trade him to a Cogs and hope that he, he 
fires a little bit better. Mm. Who's going down? Who's the sell high? Still, still well, I st- it's a stonk watch. It's not a buy sell. It's a it's a vibe. It's the feeling. It's the vibe. Marbo. It's the vibe. The vibe. It's the vibe. It's Marbo. I, I would short the sh- I would short the shit out of Jake Stringer still. Uh, he's still, you know, he's had th- four consistent scores now. He's just not going to maintain it, and it's going to hit you. Like, even up to three-quarter time this week, he was on about 40. He's done that twice. Yeah. And he, he has done it twice, and I don't think that's sustainable. It's against bad teams as well. I, I reckon it's going to hit you in the finals really hard if you're playing him on your field. I, I, it's coming. I was staring at him in the keeper league, just going, "I've got to sell this guy." You got to sell him, and I just couldn't find. I couldn't find a deal. I'm just no one's gonna, no one's gonna give you shit. I know forwards, blah blah blah, but anyway, Sato, my um, stonk watch. Um, someone I reckon you should have a look at picking up, heading into the finals, is a man that Steve absolutely hates with a passion. It's Michael Walters, and oh, he's my favourite player. <laughs> I don't know. Averaging, I've only ever heard bad things from yeah, Steve about Averaging sixty-two for the year, fifty-nine in his past three games. He's been massively disappointed, and this fall from grace was very much predicted by our own leader, Steve. But I saw signs on the weekend of a more high half-forward role, and uh, leading through the midfield. And this could pay off really, really well and tick-tock his way through your finals. It's very nice, Cam, isn't it? Very nice. Well well played. What is going on? Well played. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Michael Walters' owners just don't care about him and you can offer him or them, something that'll help their team a little bit and maybe get someone that can make a difference during the finals for you. So Michael Walters is my staunch watch lure. My high. Are you high? I'm, I'm very, very high. Very, very high. Um, my high uh, is Scott Pendlebury. I just think, um, and obviously in UF, he is a centre only. He has got name brand, but he's not getting you the scores that you need. And if someone thinks that they're going to help him during the finals, um, then I think it is quite worthwhile looking for someone that can actually help your team because Scott a Pendlebury uh, is not the Pendlebury anymore. I think it's a good one for keepers as well. Like, there's probably, yeah. uh, you know... It's a bit obvious, though. I don't think anyone... That, is he 34 now, Steve? I don't know. He's pretty old, though. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Like, I don't think you're tricking anyone. Like, it has mm. to someone knows what they're getting into. Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. But he has brand names. So going into the finals, mm. if, if they're, they're short a mid-spot... Um, getting Scott Pendlebury is not the worst decision on this earth. If if you transition your keeper over to the AFL fantasy format and you have dual position forward changes status. on, yeah, he's got yeah. the forward status. No, I reckon massive there, massive, massive. And it, especially for 
you know, ripping tight. Like, if you know you're probably not going to win this year, like, it's a good one to offload for, you know, a younger younger mid. Maybe package him up for a two-for-one for, you know, someone like, a, I don't know, Jacob Hopper or, you know, someone who's going to come through probably next year. Jacob Hopper? Yeah, a bit spicy. Spicy. <laughs> Loves it. Loves a jag. Um, my stonk up is the the great man TDK. Uh, mashed it with Grundy. This is certainly more from a keeper perspective, but he has got the ruck forward status going around in ultimate. Uh, starting to grow, should retain forward ruck for next year. So I certainly like him as an option. He might just give you a good baseline as a as a forward. So that's he's pretty handy. Uh, and my sell, oh my stonk down is Aaron Norton. Uh, he's been really good all year, but yeah. um, he, he's taken the dog. The dog's best defender goes to him, or the yeah. opposition's best defender goes to him. They've got other forward options now in Hagen, and I mean Josh Bruce is pretty jaggy, but he, he's free. Um, so I think Aaron Norton, you can move move on from him. And that'll just about wrap it up, boys. Uh, we got some questions on the twitters, so we'll just. Um, Head over there, very professionally. Uh, Coxie asks, who is, who is your favourite Ninja Turtle? Donatello. I don't even know their names. Michelangelo, is that one of them? <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever watched it. I only know through pop culture references. I just People in green suits don't really interest me. They're not in green suits. They're fucking turtles, Stato. Yeah, they're turtles, Stato. Yeah, Cam. They're turtles. It's real, all right. Stato's, Stato's the Krang of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Stato is Bebop and Rocksteady. Is, uh... <laughs> I don't know uh, those Cox- references. Coxie also asks, I want to hear Stato's top five salads. Ooh. Well, I'd need time to prepare that, to be honest. But yeah, I come back to it. Yeah, I, you can you can work. That's on the your that's salad. the ISO draft salads. <laughs> <laughs> salads. Um, I, to be honest, I eat salads by I go and buy fresh fruit and veg, and whatever's in the fridge all goes into a big bowl, um, with a little bit of chopped chili on top and a little bit of pepper. Uh, none of this sauce stuff because I make sure I get um, things like tomatoes that give you the, the moisture. You don't need to put pounds of sugar on a beautiful fresh salad. Um, um, and I like a bit of sprinkling of seafood or chicken uh, on top. And every now and again, a, a Thai beef salad uh, doesn't go astray either. Is that... I just didn't know salads came with waffles, but that was some serious waffle. <laughs> Don't you fucking ever dare speak to me again, Kim. That was good. That was very good, Kim. I like but also, did you seriously just waste time because you don't know a name of a salad? No. <laughs> No, but I, I don't sit there. I don't go to a restaurant and say, I'll have this salad. I'll have a... Um, what about a, a chicken salad? Niswa, Niswa yeah. salad. Mate, I I say because um, let's face it, you don't win friends with salad. Um, but if someone says to me, "Tell me your five best steaks," I'll generally say a peppered one. 
so I yeah I don't go um, I, I cook basically everything myself and I cook a million curries myself um, it's at the end of the day I, I don't sit there and run off a recipe I love cooking and I love putting texture spices everything in so I, I don't sit there and go oh I could hanker for a Thai beef salad if I've got beef in there I cook the beef and I put it on the salad okay we just heard it Thai beef salad yeah Probably the best. Spicy. (laughs) I could have made a Thai beef salad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chris asks, any retirement games to keep aware of for the Fantasy Final Series? Mm. Also, anything to note from fixture changes? Well, we don't know. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, So you're just going to have to be really smart. Wait till everything gets confirmed. But look... As we even know, midweek this week, uh, we thought there was going to be a game on the G with Richmond and that was um, against Brisbane and that was ended up playing at Metricon Stadium. So, look, you're just going to have to keep your your eye on the news and your finger on the pulse and um, look to stream the best way you can with the information and knowledge you've got. Uh, It's a little bit more challenging, but it also can make it a little bit more fun. Would it make sense to have a bench option who is playing in the last game in case you get stuck like this week or second last game sort of thing? Can I say, I'm going to lose... I know it seems insane, but... Yeah, I'm going to lose matchup. So I normally try and stream um, my benches really early. So if I get a good score, I can loop them on if that makes sense. So if it's going to be this flexible and what's happened with Callum Mills today, he's probably going to lose me two of my four... Um, leagues so uh, what I would suggest is you don't do the same what you've been doing you maybe want to have someone in the bench later in the round if you need to have coverage of a late out so yes uh, retirement games no idea Chris also asked ISO draft non-alcoholic beverages to get you through lockdown occurring in dry July Yes, I'm doing plenty of those right now. Um, I'm going the green tea and the kombucha. Do you mix them? Yeah. No. That's a good choice. <laughs> I, I just, I just have the Heineken zeros. I, I can't, I can't just, just even yeah, think I of having a tea. non-alcoholic, alcoholic-flavored drink. It just doesn't compute in my brain. It's like watching. People in green suits and calling them ninja turtles. It's How a placebo. Dare you. <laughs> placebo effect, Stato. Can no. what are you drinking? Uh, soda stream. Besides so- besides weed. Yep. <laughs> don't drink it. Come on, man. <laughs> oh. Is that how you, you don't drink it? Soda stream. You don't blend it into a smoothie? No. Is it just soda okay. water that you've Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not just drink water? Because it, uh, static. The taste of TV static in a bottle. Yeah, I don't like water particularly. I, I drink soda water if I'm going to drink something like that. Um, about unless, four unless bottles I'm a day. What's the water like there, by the way? In Port- in Portland or Northern Territory? Because in- you can't drink Portland water. Beautiful. Okay, Beautiful water here. Yeah, lovely. Is that why you got the Mount Franklin? No, it's um, filled up with tap water, mate. 
The uh, the wrapper you can almost just pull off. I've used it that many times. Yeah, this is the worst pod. Um, Chiro, yeah, uh, ever. Thoughts on Greaves' fantasy future? Dane Scrimshaw worry me. Man, I tweeted out about that Hawks back line. There's a lot of promising players coming through, but um, what are your thoughts, guys? I don't think he's a keeper. I think he's good for the remainder of this season with the outs, but um, they're going to have a lot of depth in there, a lot of good players. So I probably don't see – because he hasn't got anything – he's good fantasy-wise, but I don't think he's got anything football that makes him stand out above any of the others. He's really good depth Fiorini. for that. Yeah, you're spot on. Fiorini the back line. Uh, Tim asks, who's drafting Aaron Hall in the first round next year? His role is just ridiculously good for points. Well, same coach. Um, they're going to have um, probably minimal list changes. They'll probably have a few drop out at the, the older age and just more development into the kids. So I think there's a strong chance that Hall and Zebel probably keep their roles because I, I would have thought when Tarrant come back that we might see one of them lose, but they've kept. It's just impacted Zebel a little bit. Um, so, God, um, the way things are going, he's probably worth a first-round draft pick. Mm, yeah, from an injury history perspective, I, I've argued with someone all year about this. He's been injury-prone his entire career, and now he's got a role where he literally doesn't have to do anything so he can't get injured. And he just yep. like he just gets the ball and kicks it. That's the game. Like It's cr- crazy, crazy friendly. I- injuries just, um, just change the order slightly, not the tier. So what I mean by that is people still pick up Trelaw, who's so injury-prone it's unbelievable, and same with Taylor Adams. They still pick him up nice and early, even though we know the history. We just hope. Um, Jake Stringer's another one. He's forever injured. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, for me, I couldn't take him first round. But, I, you know, power to you if you have the balls to do it. But I reckon second round feels pretty comfortable for the injury risk. Yeah, we'll worry about that in um, January, I guess. Yeah. God, I'm not doing it. Jeez. Man, so it's going to be a midfield first round next year. Yeah, I think so. Well, the top four averaging... Uh, sorry, the top 12, 13 averaging scorers are all midfielders. Yay. Aaron Hall? Surely he's not outside. No, though. he... Yeah, he is because is he? he's only averaging 105, mate. He had a... He had a oh, sub-game yeah. at 11 yeah. and also got injured on 35. That's right. Yeah, I'm right, Cam. Well, got to start somewhere. We've got... um. Is it one more Dry July show or two more? Two more. I'll do as many Dry July shows as you want me to. Oh, no, it is one more. It is oh, one, more. It is one more. It'll be the first. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It feels like the shows have been looser in sobriety. Yeah, I think so. It's tragic. It's tragic. Yeah. I've got my Aldi wine ready to go. <laughs> Aldi. All right, listeners, we've wasted enough of your time. Yes, we sorry sorry about this week, and we apologise for Cam each and every week. <laughs> oh, bloody. Oh, bloody. <laughs>
<laughs> no more singing this week. Good luck, everyone. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Draft Doctors Podcast. For more tips and in-depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au. 